0: Hi, I'm Cam,
1: and I'm Katie,
0: and this is the Nerd Book Review.
1: Today, Cameron and Chris will be reviewing The Black Company by Glenn Cook.
0: Yes, this is an old classic of the darker fantasy genre. I kind of consider it the granddaddy of the uh, dark fantasy, and it is a, what we're going to actually be reading is just the first book, The Black Company. For this book, The way I would recommend buying it, if you're ever going to buy it, is to buy the three-book Chronicles. This one is called the Chronicles of the Black Company. On Amazon, it was $9.99 for the Chronicles of the Black Company, all three books combined. It's $7.99 per book, so $24 basically to buy the three books individually. So even if you don't particularly love the book, if you think there's a chance you're going to read the others, you might as well spend that extra $2 right off the bat and do it that way
1: sounds reasonable it does enjoy the podcast because i'm not in it
0: (laughs) (laughs) she will however finally return after having her her uh sabbatical to reread the lightbringer series by brent weeks
1: i I just couldn't i can't not reread the whole series when you make me reread the first one
0: all right so uh real quick though i would love it if you would contact us on twitter at nerdbookreview Facebook, uh, nerdfacebook.com slash nerdbook review? Probably. <laughs> all right. And then um, you can email us at nerdbookreview at gmail.com.
1: I think that's all the places. Awesome. Oh, also, uh, we do a little bit of reviewing books that we don't review on here on Goodreads.
0: Nerdbook Review is my name on Goodreads. Go ahead and friend me there or look at our reviews. Thanks. Well, we hope you enjoy, and here are Chris and I. Hello, hello.
2: And me too. Okay. Yeah. Hello.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Tonight we have with us a Mister. or Mistifer, <laughs> A <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Christopher Hazen. Mr. Kr. <laughs> Thank you for being able to be back again. Of uh,
2: course. No, this is fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris was the uh, the person that I threw most of my ideas against when I first uh, was getting ready to start this thing. And you have had one heck of a busy summer, which is why it's been so long since we've been had back. That's right.
2: That's uh, right. I believe the last time I was here, I mentioned my fiance. <laughs> well, she's my wife now. We, Congratulations. We, thank you. Thank you. We uh, we got married and did our honeymoon in Spain. Nice. Uh, since the last time I was here, I uh, officiated my brother's wedding. Nice. In Hawaii. Oh, man. Uh, and officiated another friend of ours, yeah. uh, Steve's yeah. wedding. So, yeah, it's been a busy summer.
0: Yeah, it definitely has. And uh, unfortunately, Katie and I, uh, we had to miss yours because right. we had a uh, previously planned. Big trip, and uh, that was amazing as well.
2: And that's why I'm going to do terrible today as Revenge.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know. Hazen was our efficient and married us, and we couldn't even be bothered to make it to his wedding. That's right. (laughs) So uh, tonight we are going to do a book review for The Black Company by Glenn Cook. This is what I would consider a classic of the dark fantasy um, kind of like the granddaddy of them all. I don't know of any like big famous works prior to this that would be considered, you know, more of the grimmer uh, tomes. That, in terms of like a big series, Do you, can you think of anything? No, no, I no. Don't think I can. Um, the book that we're going to be reviewing today is actually called The Black Company. Um, it is. Uh, it was written in 1984, so I was just a uh, little one-year-old at that point. Getting into a little bit of the stats real quick before we have Chris read the uh, um, Goodreads blurb. It is 319 pages long. I would actually recommend buying The Chronicles of the Black Company, which, when I checked today, is $9.99 on Kindle. And it is the first three books in the uh, series, which is about 9 or 12 books long. And each of the individual books, buying them, was $7.99 so uh, you could save yourself, what, $14 or so there? Yeah, might yeah. as well do that. Yeah, I mean, even if you didn't like the book, you spent $2 more than you would have on the first one. Um, the other two books are Shadow Ling- Lingers and The White Rose. They were all uh, written between 84 and 85. So we're talking a, you know, a little bit of an older series here. Sorry, one other thing real quick is it can be a little bit confusing if you're trying to look this up. This one's called The Chronicles of the Black Company on in uh, paperback. I think it's called The Books of the North on Kindle. And Goodreads, I think you can look it up either way. And then the second books, the second series is called Chronicles of the South in paperback. Then it's broken up into like Shadows Linger 1 and 2, I think, on uh, Kindle. So anyways, there's been so many different editions. I guess when you have a 30-year-old series, that can happen. Just Wikipedia. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Chris, will you go ahead and read the book cover uh, Goodreads Blurb for us, please? All right, here we go. Some feel the Lady,
2: newly risen from centuries in thrall, stands between humankind and evil. Some feel she is evil itself. The hard-bitten men of the Black Company take their pay to do what they must, burying their doubts with their dead. Until the prophecy, the White Rose has been reborn somewhere to embody good once more. There must be a way for the Black Company to find her. So begins one of the greatest fantasy epics of our age.
0: Oh man, that was impressively done. Impressively done, Chris. You, you have a, a much better radio voice than I do. <laughs> um, usually I give my take, but since Goodreads uh, didn't have an eight-page long blurb this time, I don't really think I need to add anything. We got the uh, Black Company. They are a mercenary band. They take their money from whoever's paying them, and it happens to be the lady at this point, so even though she's pretty much evil, they're and they don't necessarily like what they're doing, they're going to do it because, well, that's all they have is their honor in that they take their... Uh, their contract
2: (laughs) the honor of their contract (laughs) even though it might not be honorable
0: (laughs) yes that is that's something that uh this is really about one of the first times where this is going to be a big thing you know that uh in an epic fantasy series the good guys aren't necessarily the good guys right i mean i i don't think you can call them the good guys at all No. no no probably not but i don't really think you can call the people that were supposed to be the good guys the good guys either um, they are called the rebel. that's a uh, noun in the, the way they're using it. right. and uh, a proper noun because it's always capitalized in the series. and singular and singular yep. yeah yeah, even
2: though it refers to kind of the opposition. it's the rebel. yeah, which got a little confusing for me <laughs> as I was as I was reading it. Yeah, it, it it took a few moments to oh okay, it's not a single single person it's yeah it, it's an entity.
0: Yes, and uh, just full disclosure on this one for me, uh, I read this series back the first time around. I read all three of the trilogies, I think, back in around 2005, 2006, um, maybe a year or two after that, but it was the first uh, like real big fantasy series I started reading again after college. Um, I was a pure humanities major um, between my religion, history, and then the education stuff I did, so I read a ton because of those, and I didn't have a ton of time other than our little Wheel of Time series, you know, that, that I ever got into during college, just based on time available.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't willing to cut out my normal schoolwork, my drinking, or my <laughs> right. working that I had to do. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't remember things. Uh, I didn't remember details very well, but I certainly remember the story well enough. It's not a, there's not a lot of twists and turns in the storyline, really.
2: No, it's very straightforward.
0: Yep. So, um, getting into a little bit of, uh, the book, uh, it is a single, um, point of view book, uh, single character point of view. Uh, Croaker is our, uh, I don't want to say protagonist, but I guess he's probably about the best of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if not, you know, maybe Raven, but, Yeah. but sure. Yeah. He's the, uh, he's, he's the, the eyes that we see this through.
0: Yeah. And he's actually going to be a little bit of a unique point of view compared to most high fantasy books. Croker is a physician and the analyst, which is a... um, Historian. Historian, yeah. Yeah. He records the things that happen. The Black Company, as their lore goes, they're over 400 years old. They're the last of the uh, mercenary companies that apparently this city that is long destroyed was uh, famous for throughout its history. As a result... It's going to be a little bit different in the Black Company. We're only going to actually see one major battle, and it's going to be the end battle, and that's because he is in a position where he can see the battle as opposed to normally.
2: Right. He is uh, He is kind of back in the medic tents for yeah. quite a bit of it.
0: Yeah, so most of the time, the only time we actually hear how the battle's going is if it's going poorly, and they say, you need to get your men, the, people, the wounded, on the wagon so you can get out of here
2: it was an unusual uh point of view to have through these books because often i would I, I i would get to a spot and kind of think wait a minute did i miss what happened and kind of go back and reread multiple paragraphs thinking uh, maybe they were going to describe it glenn cook doesn't really mince words with with what happens if if our point of view character uh, isn't croker there. isn't there yeah. he he really does kind of gloss over things and that was that was a little bit jarring in reading it.
0: Yeah, it really was. The the second book, because if we're going to just, I mean, I'll just, I read the whole, uh, the deal again. The second book was less jarring than that, but it was something that, and it's not a super long book for a fantasy book either at 319 pages. And I believe that they go through something like three years. It took me, I actually went back, because when the way he was describing it, I was like, is it really been that that long amount of time but because he jumped forward so often you know yeah and yeah. it's something that
2: and again doesn't mince words with that no. it's kind of a if you if you zone out for a sentence you've you've <laughs> missed quite a bit because he he's very deliberate with what he what he puts down there isn't that uh you know there there aren't the paragraphs of describing a room that you're only in once like a yeah. like a robert jordan
0: yeah. I know that's always my joke. That uh, that's our little group joke. Oh yeah, and Eric, uh, the describing Robert Jordan that he'll describe a room, a chair in a room for five pages that no that one no ever, one sits, ever in. sits in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't but, go yeah. anywhere. It's common to this to the genre, but he was writing this at a time when that wasn't a genre, you know. Yet that the high fantasy was what everything was all about, and that flowery language where you had an eight hundred page book that. This one could, would have been a five or 600 page book, but if Jordan had written it, you know, or right. maybe if Tolkien yeah, had it, written oh, it. Oh, it
2: definitely would have been. Yeah. yeah. And
0: so the, it's something that's, uh, that for those of my listeners that this is what they like, you're going to love this. If th- that's not what you like, it's going to be a, a really jarring, um, you're going to feel a sense of dislocation while you're reading it. If you, are the kind of person that visualizes things, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. You may find that, uh, because I certainly did towards the beginning, uh, when I hadn't quite found his writing style in my head, uh, I I found that I would read a few paragraphs, and at the end of that second paragraph, I would kind of get the context clues from before, Mm -hmm. and kind of think oh, that's what happened, and I'd go back and reread. <laughs> I probably read the first, I don't know, quarter of this book twice uh-huh. in chunks because of that. I would I would oh, yeah. get a little ways, and then I would have to go back and be like, oh, that's what happened, and then read again knowing that that's what happened.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so
2: you really do have to really ingest what he's saying while he's saying it to understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, you really do. This is was a book that I did not even think about asking Katie to read. Because she's the kind of person that will go back and reread something six times if necessary, and I was like, you know what? She's gonna need to do that occasionally, and she's not gonna like the the jumps ahead in time mm-hmm. that are gonna happen. And so, and I figured you'd be, a, you know, a good person to go with for this. What else do we got here for Croker? I, I think that's probably about what we need to put on him, huh?
2: Well, I suppose so. Although there is also the uh, he in a way becomes a love interest probably isn't the right word but he becomes the the lady who is sort of I'm not even sure what to call her the antagonist but not really she's yeah. she uh, she's an entity of her own i suppose yeah. as the leader of kind of evil
0: yeah well let's go ahead and talk about that then so that we can okay. uh, get this uh, a little more context for those of you who are uh, maybe thinking of reading this is that if we what well, what happens is is the black company gets approached by one of a group of what's called the 10 who were taken. They were 10 of the most powerful sorcerers, wizards, sorcerers, what I think they call them uh, wizards maybe yeah. and sorcerers. I can't remember uh, but yeah, anyways, remember they were powerful that. magicians who were all rulers in their own right before a man called the dominator and his wife who is the lady managed to subjugate them and build a an empire. That was just a, a real, true evil, bleak. Um, he was as bad as a bad, a bad guy can be, and they're defeated by the White Rose, which we uh, talk about in the real quickly in the Goodreads description. They who was prophesied, prophesied, yes. Because. And um, she actually did occur before, and she's prophesied to come back in this case. And they get defeated by the White Rose. And for several hundred years, they are in basically in their graves. They're not dead because she couldn't defeat them that way, but they are helpless. They are, um, everyone but the Dominator is freed by another wizard who uh, doesn't realize what he's doing. He's not doing it on a purpose, but it happens. And then they're in the process of trying to reclaim that empire that, that, that they once had when the Black Company meets they're a soul catcher one of those 10 who will there then be kind of their uh benefactor that's the right word i'm thinking of there sure ish yeah and so they will be uh taken from their or not no, i say taken it sounds like it's not willing they will go north to help them out they don't know who they're actually helping at this point mm-hmm. they don't realize it's the lady and you know this ancient evil basically but once they do find out they continue fighting for her, even though they know who it is so I think I gave any more that I need to give for a backstory on that I mean, um
2: like- no the, the backstory that's that's good I uh, just to continue to compare this to yeah. the wheel of time uh, <laughs> you can go right the ahead. forsaken uh, oh, yeah. is kind of what they are they' they were all kind of their own evil powers that uh, that in a way were subjugated uh, into becoming uh, you know the these these ten evils that Mm -hmm. fight for the one bigger evil
0: yeah yep and uh although actually i guess this would have been before uh oh yes it was like certainly yeah in the early uh, 90s maybe a decade before Yeah. yeah yeah and um so, but yeah, uh, Chris and I, as we've had our, our longtime love of uh, The Wheel of Time, we can... <laughs> there's going to be plenty <laughs> of those as we, we come in.
2: Lots of comparing that until we actually do an episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. At some point, we have to do an episode. It's just... Yeah. I mean, there's there's too much uh, nostalgia there. I'm kind of scared to go back and read some of them based on what my tastes are today. Sure. Um, yeah. I think that I will... Well, the Eye of the World was such a good book. I, I loved yes. it so much. I think it'll yeah. hold up on its own. Yeah. But then there's 6, 7, and 8 in that series. That, <laughs> <laughs> that everybody... Six,
2: 6 had... You can cut all of this, but 6 had Dume as well, which uh, at least was pretty
0: well, cool. That well, was, that was probably one of the coolest battle scenes in uh, any epic fantasy series. I mean, the way he did the magic and, yeah. and everything, you know. So I guess there's that. But otherwise, they, they lagged <laughs> yeah. in the middle. Let's also talk about... We, we mentioned The Rebel you want to describe the Rebel a little bit?
2: Oh, wow. Did the Rebel get a lot of description?
0: Um, You know, the their their leadership did. They're led by the Council of the Eighteen. Or was it the Circle of the Eighteen? The Circle. The Circle, yeah. yeah, of the Eighteen, who was 18 of the most powerful wizards today. They don't hold a candle for the most part, except for one or two of them, to the ten who were taken. Mm-hmm. But they have more resources than the Ten do as far as, like, just sheer manpower. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, they did. They're did. they not really the good guys either. I mean, in theory they are, but Croker, he always mentions, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about something here in a minute and ask you a question, he always mentions that the Rebel commits more atrocities than the Lady's forces do in making sure that they, you know, that the Lady doesn't take over. But do you think that Croker was a truly reliable narrator analyst and narrator he mentions a couple times that they always say he's he looks at things brighter than they really were
2: sure no uh and that's something that if you're going to stay true to a first person point of view you're going to have it's his point of view mm-hmm. so maybe in some ways he's justifying to himself yeah that uh that what he's doing isn't as bad but then you look at sides one parallel that I made with this was uh, they even used the same words, essentially, but Empire versus Rebellion. Hey, mm-hmm. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, there we are. And these guys are uh, like Boba Fett. They're the, you know, they're, they're yeah. kind of the mercenaries that are largely employed by the Empire. And so you're going to justify to yourself that what you're doing is right. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe... The rebellion does kill everybody in a moon-sized space station.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: but that doesn't compare to the overall subjugation yeah. of an empire. Yeah, you know, on paper it looks worse, but
0: yeah, I loved Firefly, and I've watched that one season like six yeah. times. You oh, know? yeah, but the the other than uh, their like mind control um, attempts and experiments, mm-hmm. for the most part their worlds were far cleaner and safer than anything that the, uh, Yes, Um, (laughs) that the rebels had, you know, but
2: less freedom.
0: Less freedom. That's true. True.
2: Well, but then I I mean, mean, they did. You keep making those comparisons. You could look at Demolition Man, where (laughs) it was all clean and nice and happy up top, but they could eat rat burgers and drive cars in in the underground.
0: Oh man, you know what? That was on probably two or three months ago, and thought it was a little bit cheesy for a a movie today. Sure, as they're eating at Taco Bell. (laughs) <laughs>
2: president Schwarzenegger.
0: they were closer than they ever thought weren't <laughs> they
2: yeah one more thing that we should probably mention is that the uh the preferred method of transportation was flying carpet
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that is true although you know what's funny is is for some reason i was like oh that's i understand this i get it a little bit but i don't know why i did because so the way the world is is i think it was mainly like a single continent and in the South, you had what were called the Jewel Cities and think of them as like the hot, uh, probably more like Middle Eastern. But sure. most of the original members of the Black Company are all darker skinned. And it's something that's talked about um, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And they're Even going... Moorish.
2: Moorish, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, one of their wizards is uh, black, they actually say. And they always mm-hmm. talk about is how that he stands out. Goblin. Goblin, right? yeah. 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 And the Black Company's wizards are like real middling rank. Like, they're... <laughs> they don't do a whole lot that's actually real. They're, like, illusionists more than anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, they do a little bit here and there that actually harms people, but for the most part, they're the misdirection while the black company, the, the foot soldiers do their fighting or right. or trickery. That's that's also... The, yeah, yeah kind
2: illusory of a, trickery Yeah. is, is yeah. a lot of what they were doing. They weren't blasting fireballs in major battles or
0: anything. No, no, we're not talking Malazan here, um, which you haven't actually read, but... There, it,
2: it's on my list, and I'm interested.
0: Yeah, it's. I'll tell you what, Malazan is a series just drops you right in without any sort of preamble. But there, but you right off the bat get one of the coolest battle scenes that you're uh, ever going to see in a in a book series. That's what Erickson and does so well is is uh, mixing the the subterfuge, the magic, and the um, foot soldiers all together. You know. Hmm. Anyways. Well, but,
2: it's it's definitely on. On the list of things I want to read, yeah. I I just I, I venture further out of the genre. Y- you, do, you do, yeah, so absolutely,
0: yeah. I, I have
2: to I have to have my true crime. <laughs> I want to read about serial killers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I am. I mean, since I was a kid, you know, I I it's got to be his, like real history books. Like, I mean, as dry like basically dry textbook level, mm-hmm. or or fantasy, and that's kind of what I've always been into. But yeah, I think that we've pretty well uh, summed up how the book goes. We're uh, like I said, it's just no true good guys. When everyone's a bad guy, I guess, is anyone a bad guy or a good guy? You know, you kind of have right. to... It, that moral ambiguity is...
2: And and it has a moment where it kind of discusses that uh, very specifically. Mm-hmm. There is no actual evil, just evil deeds by normal people.
0: Yep. And uh, And, you know, the black company's not happy... I mean, we. This isn't a spoiler. This happens. I mean, pr- basically immediately, as soon as they get to where they go or going, and they realize where they're gonna go, then uh, they're not happy. But they, if you're a mercenary company, I guess the only honor you really have is is in honoring your contract. And so right. that's that's where you know, they talk about that all the time that they're staying because that's what their contract says they're gonna do.
2: Mm-hmm. Not yeah. because they believe in a cause or no. Yep.
0: And. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing, too, is these annals are actually something that they'll read through variously. The Black Company has been stronger by a long shot than they currently are, but they've also had a ton of just basically almost being wiped out throughout their history for being as uh, elite as they seem to be when fighting any other forces. Like, they've have a lot of bad... Uh,
2: yeah, certainly their ups and downs. Ups and
0: downs, yeah. All right, let's go ahead, and uh, I think we've... Uh, meandered around the actual storyline enough let's talk about how we felt about the book um you kind of mentioned a little bit at the beginning you're like feeling dislocated a little bit but i guess just i'll ask i always do this did you like it
2: i did i yeah. did it it took me uh it took me like i said maybe a quarter of the book to really uh get where it was coming from and feel that uh the way that the, narr- the narrative uh plays out mm-hmm and uh, to be honest, you know, for that first quarter of it, I was like, oh, man, I kind of hope that this <laughs> picks up or yeah. I, I figure it out. And but I really did. So once I kind of got through that and understood how it was being told, I really did enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I was worried that I wasn't going to like it as much this time around because, I mean, you know, I have my nostalgic memories of it and, you you know, I, I consider this one of the classics of uh, fantasy, and I still enjoyed it, you know, a ton. I I did, like I said, I read all three of them, and the third one I really didn't care for all that much compared to, it was just so much different than the other two. Yeah, I enjoyed the books, or the book and books, uh, second one as well. I thought that one was the best of the three, Was the, was actually the second book. It was a entertaining, uh, morally ambiguous story where I don't—I still cared for the characters. I still wanted Croaker and and the wizards and the main characters to right, live.
2: Right. Right. And and it was uh, it was more fun mm-hmm. once I got the feel for it. It was a lot more fun than I expected it to be because there are moments where, like the wizards will illusion battle each other just for the hell of it, and they like they're shooting snakes at each other and. Yeah. And.
0: Well, and we're led to believe that this feud has been going on for over a hundred yeah. years potentially because they lost some of the annals, mm-hmm. and they're <laughs> in the annals. They still have, or the, where the where the break is, is over a hundred years ago, and those two are already there mm-hmm. when it, they come they're back. Still so. fighting each yep. other, and yeah, and
2: the dialogue I thought was great. Yeah, uh, the dialogue was very well written. It sets the scene in a way that is very believable in a company of mercenaries.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, I just got done talking with Casey for the episode coming out um, on Sunday or tomorrow, *The Lies of Locke Lamora*, where there's a lot, a lot more cursing. I think in that mm. one, they're mercenaries, but they're they're a little bit more, they're a little bit older mercenaries. Mm-hmm. They do a lot more kidding around with each other, yeah. and you know, doing things to relieve the stress. It's not like a super dirty, you know. There's not a lot of like sex and a lot of things like that. There's a lot of violence, yeah. but there's but I think most of like the real only like torture scenes that you really think of were done to these hundreds year old sorcerers who don't die from it anyways for the most part. yeah, you know? yeah. so it sounds very realistic, but I want to you know mention that it's not going to be like with the uh, lies of Loch where there's lots more cursing, you know mm. yeah, they just you, you can tell that they have a sense of camaraderie that they've been together for a long period of time one thing that i on um, that i didn't like though was is i had a little bit of trouble telling just how old they really were i, they, I feel like they might have been younger than i thought like croaker <laughs> you know like might have been in his 30s when the first book happens but uh, you but think so i have a hard time but because he only in so the reason i mentioned that is the third book takes place if it took so basically we're talking like 12 years before that he's in his late 30s then if he's so I think it might have been nine years when the second book happens. That's what I mean, and then um, another six I, years. I
2: just started the second book this morning, and I think it said six years after.
0: Okay, so at least eight eight years of time has passed, okay. and then I'm pretty sure that we're six years later. Then is what I mean. So, so we're like hmm. 15. So he couldn't have been more than in his late 30s or or so, you know. But like hmm. compared to what I, he's always talking about being like cre- his creaking old bones, you know. Yeah. Because they do specifically mention an age range in that third one, and I'm pretty sure it was he was he still wasn't sixty yet, and if that's been fifteen years later then
2: well it if you want to talk about the time frame that it takes place in uh mm-hmm. although it's a fantasy world, we're talking mm-hmm. medieval right and, yeah. yeah
0: you know, you're, oh, yeah, I didn't you know
2: mean. not a lot of them are seventy <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, yeah that's true. I didn't even think about that yeah with uh compared so to-
2: yeah if the uh
0: if they've had 20, if he joined up in, as a teenager or something like that, then he still had 25 years of, of fighting under his belt, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, he does do a little bit, Croker will do a little bit of fighting, which I think is one of the strengths of the book, is that he only takes part in small squad actions, so they're really coherent and and well written out when there is a little bit of a fight scene. Mm-hmm. And like we said, you will see one major battle, because he's, he's got a vantage point, and it's an epic, right. epic battle. Right, Um the on the how did it make us feel part what do you think well it's a i mean
2: it is a dark thing it's uh putting you in uh putting you in the passenger seat of you know not goodness mm-hmm. uh, putting you in the passenger seat of kind of an evil an evil group or a group doing bad things mm-hmm. so it is a little bit draining in. In that respect, that it's not you know it's not a clear cut good versus evil. It's not you know Frodo throwing a ring. It's <laughs> yeah. you're it's very ambiguous.
0: Yeah, that that is a hundred percent true. I wrote down something a little bit longer because I was thinking of all three books, and I will you know quickly mention that. But for the first book, I felt pretty entertained. I liked the characters enough. He he makes Croker and the and the other like main guys that crooker interacts with such good friends that i felt like i was a part of that friendship almost or or i could see how like you said you can see how they're they're so believable and how they interact with each other right like they're 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 battle
2: buddies yeah they're i mean
0: you know and so you uh so i for this first book and the second book i was i was just definitely entertained the third book though it's weird they're on the planes of fear if you read the first book then you'll you'll know what i mean by that and I think by that point, I kind of wished that Croker had moved, like, had given up the, the position of analyst, because hmm. he talks about being old and tired, all, like, basically nonstop for the first, you know, 100 pages of it. So, anyways, I don't want to necessarily take people away from, from reading the series because of that, because maybe you'll love the series, you know? And so I kind of felt a little bit less of an emotional attachment by the third book, but then I really, I don't, I never, I haven't reread them in years, but I really remember loving the books of the South as this completely different, you know? Hmm. Let's do our, uh, continuing on down that what we always do. Uh, would you recommend to others, Chris? Um,
2: I would, uh, selectively recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that this one is for everyone, but someone, in fact, someone like me who has kind of been on the fringe of the fantasy and, uh, what have you been calling it? Grimdark. Grim, Grimdark. Uh, I had actually not even heard of this, uh-huh. but definitely enjoyed it. I don't know that I would uh, recommend this to someone who is not a, a a fantasy fan. Yeah. But for someone who is, then most definitely.
0: Yeah. This. That's how basically how I would describe it is that um, I just got done reading a book that I'm actually going to do my very first author interview with that I. Think I am calling this like my second favorite book I've read this year, and even though it's a fantasy with magic and all that stuff, if you are like if you like historical books and things like that, I think it's close to the Civil War, and I think you would like that too. But this is your, I mean, a real fantasy world. There's lots and lots of magic. While you don't have the orcs and goblins and things, I mean, the Taken are different enough in there the way even the way they look, you know, that mm-hmm. that you could almost they could almost be that. So, yeah, and it's a grimmer, you're not, you don't have a good guy that you can root for if that's what you, what you want. The Glenn Cook makes you enjoy the characters enough that I still rooted for him, but I didn't have, you know, I certainly wasn't saying like, oh, they're going to do great deeds and, (laughs) and save the world from evil. If anything, the lady is the, you know, potentially the most evil. Right. So, um... Yeah, I I don't recommend this to everybody, but if you are a fantasy person, then I kind of almost feel like this is the kind of book that you, if you're a a real true fantasy aficionado and you haven't read this or heard of it, because... On almost every like Goodreads or any of those places you go to, and you look at the top, you know, twenty or top ten fantasy series of all time, it'll be number one or two, mm-hmm. or somewhere in that you know list. But it's not something that gets widely talked about anymore.
2: Yeah. Once I started looking into it, I was surprised that I hadn't heard of it yeah. because of how well it's uh, it's been reviewed and rated yeah. and and on quite a few of those lists. And... Yeah.
0: This is uh, was something. This was a grim uh, series before there were grim series, really. How would you rate this on a 5-star system?
2: I'm I'll go with a 4 okay. on on this one. I I did enjoy it uh and like I said I started the second one so mm-hmm. that that says something for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um
2: Yeah. But I, I I wasn't quite as uh quite as entertained as you know some of the some of the other stuff that I've yeah been reading.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to give this a 4 as well. I I don't feel it's higher than a four or lower than a four. I'm not like this yeah. isn't more my, one of my, you know, infamous uh, slide rule uh, star ratings. I'm trying to get tighter on that now that I <laughs> actually feel like I'm a, a, a real amateur book reviewer now as opposed to just some idiot who bought a microphone and started uh, reading fantasy, you know. Well, I mean, at this point, I was looking at my, like my Amazon um, history and I've read 300 wow. uh, uh Fantasy books. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, almost everything I've done is fantasy. And I had 300 books in my history. So, anyway. Well,
2: I, I consider you an authority on it now because I, <laughs> uh, I read The Broken Earth. Yeah, because, uh, because of. of uh, because of your episode on the fifth season. Yeah. And I now will probably read this, uh, this upcoming one that you're yeah. mentioning.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm super excited that we're going to be, you know, doing uh, author interviews as well. They won't take yeah. the place of any of my normal book reviews. We'll still do those every other week, but when I have a chance, I'll add in a an author interview. And then if we were going to do the whole the Chronicles thing, since I think most people should buy it that way, I would give the second book a five-star. I really breezed through that and enjoyed it. And then for me, the last one was a three-star, you know. But it was just because it was weird for me. So anyways, four-star for this one, though.
2: Godfathered it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh the main audience and who should and shouldn't read it. I already kind of mentioned that. While being a dark uh, tale about mercenaries, I don't really think that there's there's not any like crazy rape scenes or too many like violent murders. I mean, there's well, every murder's violent, but I wouldn't say that it. They talk about like a person's intestines spilling out, you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not graphic yeah it will say again he says enough for you to get the gist of what's going on and then cruises on he yeah does not uh go into wordy depth on anything yeah he he really lets you set that mental scene for yourself,
0: yep yep and so that being said, I think that mid teens on your i mean I don't know if you're you're really gonna be super into it before that period, yeah. I think that this is something that for me, when I was in my more idealistic youth, you know, like I wouldn't have cared for this as much uh, as I did when I was, you know, done with college and still fairly young, but not, uh, but, you know, more into life, I guess. What are your, uh, I guess, closing thoughts here, Chris?
2: Ooh, closing thoughts. I mean, I, I think that I've probably said what you most need to say. of what I needed to say on that, yeah. with one exception, because I know that we had discussed uh, me possibly throwing more me- uh, metal lyrics. Oh, yeah. Because uh, have- generally when I read, I do think music. And I mean, you have a book about battles and magic, so uh-huh. I couldn't come up with any metal lyrics.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I feel
2: like. Because uh... there are no metal songs about <laughs> battles or magic. <laughs> no, I I, I, All right. I came up with uh okay, so uh this uh, certain parts of this that we've already mentioned actually uh-huh. uh reminded me <laughs> of the classic metal song. The lyrics go, I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you first let your heart decide? And that's by uh Prince Ali Ali Ababwa. you don't have to use any of that <laughs> you think i'm not throwing that in there
0: <laughs>
2: holy hell this uh, has been hazen's metal
0: corner oh man i know i i really hope that each of my uh, guests and i hope that uh, that we can that chris you can uh, now that we're back into the swing of real life as opposed to it yeah. really did feel like a summer like summer vacation almost between yeah with, between with just,
2: uh, we both had trips and yeah, stuff yeah, going on yeah. yeah
0: so it is back to like the school days of where you had just had so many things going on that weren't part of normal life but i hope that now that we're back to to mostly normal life we can uh get you back on more often and mm-hmm. uh, get you in the rotation barry has that that uh, crazy built-in advantage why he's been able to be here three times and already has a fourth book chosen oh, because he works literally uh, a quarter of a mile from our house at the, the school yeah. and so uh, all he has to do is just leave work and come yeah, over here come you over know and, he has it and, and you know we live you we live 45 minutes apart so yeah and the same with Barry, but since he's working but he here, works out yeah. here yeah. And, and Casey, uh, who, you know, is our other uh, regular. He lives in Caldwell, so he's only, you know, 10, 15 minutes away as well. Yeah. So, so you kind of have the geographical disadvantage.
2: Sure. Well, but- and also that I'm, I mean, I we can't do the fifth season. I, like yeah. as I read the books that you recommend uh, <laughs> yeah. and do episodes on, I can't really do episodes yeah. with
0: you. No, uh, I understand that. And at some point we'll get into, uh, <clears throat> you know, finishing those off. But right now I just kind of want to continue uh, getting new series out there for people to, to see and, and be able to read, even if, you know, new is relative. Oh, I, with I,
2: with I us. appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. I I'm, i'm taking advantage of that
0: yeah well and i mean katie right now she's really she's rereading a series that she's already read before you know that we did it we did our last review on <laughs> you know and you're just like come on she read she read four books and you know the fifth one that's going to finish the series awful well, is supposed to be out like in uh, uh 2018 sometime so yeah,
2: that's that's one thing that uh keeps me from the series is i yeah. i don't want to get
0: Robert Jordan
2: and George R. R. Martin, and yeah. I, I wait until a series is done now before I yeah delve into it.
0: Yep, and so uh, and you know what's funny is, is it doesn't bother me for some reason one bit, but uh, uh, Katie she's kind of in the middle on that. But then like you, uh, we won't recommend a book a series to her sister unless it's done because uh, yeah. she's the same way. Like she just will not read something if the series isn't done. Well, and
2: for me, it has a lot to do with uh, I just have terrible long-term retention oh, yeah, of, same of novels. And so, again, Wheel of Time. <laughs> I read, I want to say, the first six, uh-huh. four or five times. Oh, yeah. And then waited until, or I read seven, eight, maybe nine. And then I kind of said to myself, I'm going to wait until it's all done. <laughs> Once it's all been released, I will start from the beginning and read the entire thing.
0: Thank you, Chris. Uh, I really appreciate uh, everything that you did both at the beginning and coming on again uh, with us and recording episodes. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
2: thank you for having me. I, it, it's a great time and yeah. and I'm glad to see where this has gone with you actually, uh, you know, really delving into the social media yeah. aspect of, of your podcast and really getting it out there. And I hope that you see continued success.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, we're early on still, but you know what I've been the most happy about is that the podcasting uh, like world is remarkably close-knit and helpful. I regularly interact, uh, get both um, technical and just advice from two other podcasts that do the same thing that I do. So it's not like people are like, oh, I'm not going to help you because you're in the same genre and do the same mm-hmm. thing as me. People, in fact, are like, you know, they want to talk to you and they want to be helpful. And it's been just something that's been really cool to me just to to get involved in that. And like I said, to start talking to authors and things like that, you know. It's the, it's, this is the kind of thing that like, if I had a a dream job at this point in my Mm -hmm. life, this is, you know, it's like, oh man, this would be awesome. I'm clearly (laughs) miles away from that being a reality, but if it were, this is something I'd jump at, you know? Mm -hmm. So,
2: well, you're, you're definitely doing a lot of the research and, uh, and figuring it out and. You're new at it. You'll get better at it, and
0: yeah, and uh, this is going to be the last uh, recording on the old, the you know, the the starter sound equipment. Hopefully, we'll uh, yeah, I'll we'll get gonna, that figured out.
2: I'm gonna destroy it, like uh, <laughs> like stage equipment that you're done with at the end of a concert. As soon as you hit stop. Oh man!
0: All right. Well, thank you. Uh, now it's time. Uh, usually we do dinner before, but this time uh, your wife now was uh, yes. busy, so you yep. got here early. And uh, we'll do dinner afterwards now. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Sounds good.
1: Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed that book review.
0: Yes. It was probably wonderful.
1: You sure? I I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, it was, as you just heard, with Chris and I, our next book that we're going to be reading is Paternus by Dirk Ashton. And guess who's going to be there with me? Me. It is true. It is true. She will be returning I know that the uh, description of this podcast says it is the books that Cameron makes his wife read. I did make her read this book, but I hope that she will enjoy it, and I hope to get her back into a little bit more of a normal rotation. What do you think?
1: I can try. Well, I'll really put in the effort, but we'll see how it goes. There's <laughs> Some of these books have a lot of pages, and uh, I have a lot of work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. The after that ringing endorsement, maybe, maybe. All right. Well, we hope you guys have a good one.
1: Have a good week.